Welcome to the Daring DVM podcast, the veterinary podcast that teaches you how to use psychology, coaching, and your doctor brain to rewire your mind and get what you want in life. If your life is not what you had imagined it would look like 10 years ago, and you're desperately looking for ways to make it how you thought it would be, then this podcast is for you. I am your host, Dr. Amy Grimm, Certified Veterinary Life Coach, Goal-Getting Girl, and Life Work Alignment Pro. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 23 of the Daring DVM podcast. So now that we have started talking about how to not take shit personally, we are going to start talking about the people whose shit you take personally. <laughs> For many of us in vet med, our clients can be a huge source of pain. So it really is important to figure out how to deal with the stress of difficult clients. Because if you want to stay in veterinary medicine, you're going to interact with a lot of clients. Okay, so before I jump into this, I do want to clarify what I mean by difficult. When I say difficult, I am not talking about situations where your safety is threatened. When your safety is threatened, you get to leave the situation. This is what setting healthy boundaries is about. We will talk about boundaries in later episodes, but what I want to clarify for you today is that when I say difficult, these are the clients who we find challenging to work with for a whole host of reasons. I mean, they always complain about cost. They always argue with your treatment plan. They don't follow your recommendations. They can be mean. They are rude to you or your staff. They yell. They tell you that you look too young to be a doctor. They don't trust you because maybe you don't have a penis attached to your body. Whatever it is, seeing them on your schedule or just thinking about your last interaction with them or possible future interactions with them drains the life out of you. Now the thing, my dear friends, is you're always going to have to deal with these type of people. And many of our clients are strong-willed and they have strong beliefs on how their pet should be cared for or how much it should cost or what they are willing to do or not do, or even their expectations of what they think a veterinarian should or shouldn't do. And there are many clients that can be difficult or get upset. And what's even trickier is that something that may upset one person may not be a problem for another at all. So sometimes it can feel like we're walking through a minefield or on eggshells, but these people are a part of our job, right? So how do we deal with these difficult clients? What I like to practice and what I believe is that none of my clients are truly difficult. My clients are just being clients. The only reason I would label a client as difficult is because of my thoughts about that person. And that's really the gist of it, right? These are all just my own thoughts, based on my own preconceptions, opinions, and ideas about how I think 
a client should or shouldn't behave. The ones that we would typically label as difficult generally fall into some broad categories, and my guess is you'll recognize all of them. There are clients who are unhappy with our recommendations, and it doesn't matter how much they know, or in most cases, how much they don't know about medicine, right? They come in assuming that they are paying you for a service and they expect it to go in a particular way. And often, what they expect is something cheap and quick and easy. They also like to expect something guaranteed. And when you tell them your medical opinion and you give them your recommendations, they're not happy with the answer because that's not how they think it should go. For example, I don't see why my pet needs blood work and x-rays. Why can't you just give him an antibiotic shot? Why can't you just give us the same medication you gave us last time? I don't understand why I need an exam for this. Then there are clients who are unhappy about the complexity of a case or how long it may take to treat the problem. Like the ones who bring you that hot, pink, bold, scaly pit bull with chronic ear and skin infections. And then they're mad that it won't be fixed in one appointment, and how dare you suggest that we need to address ectoparasites and do a workup for possible atopy or environmental or food allergies. There are also the clients who expect impossible outcomes, like the ones who bring you a DOA and are upset when you can't perform CPR. Or more commonly, it's a patient who has been chronically ill for months or even years and now the client is upset because the prognosis and the treatment options are not the same as they would have been if you had seen this pet much earlier. They also have some kind of unrealistic expectation about what you can do and how you can help their pet. The next type of difficult client is the client that doesn't agree with the cost. They think it's too expensive. They think it should be cheaper or that we're just in it for the money. They have strong opinions about what they think the cost of pet care should be. Many of them may argue that it should be free. And if you don't do it for free, then obviously you don't care about the pet. This group can also include the ones who say things like, I'm just going to take him home and put him out of his misery myself. Another type of difficult client is the client who doesn't trust you. For whatever reason they've come up with. These are the clients that judge you. You look too young. You're too female. You're too not white. You're not the doctor they normally see. Maybe they don't just trust authority figures in general. They're going to question and argue with your medical recommendation no matter what. They will complain because there is a problem with you or the team or the plan or the hospital, whatever. And then there are the ones who we're just not on the same page with and... It could be about expectations and outcome, but more commonly these are deeper underlying issues like beliefs about euthanasia, which for many veterinarians can add on a layer of secondary trauma as we witness a pet suffering and are unable to do anything because their owner doesn't have the same beliefs about end-of-life care. So these are all types of clients that we would typically label as difficult. And I'm sure there's probably others that I haven't included in here. But when we label them as difficult, what we will find is that our interactions with them are stressful. And what I would like to offer is that none of these clients are inherently a problem. None of these clients are inherently difficult. 
they are all just acting as a client would act. The actual problem is that you are having thoughts about them being difficult. The only reason your interaction with these clients is stressful is because of the thought you are having about them and what you perceive about their behavior. This is where we get to reference the Swifties again. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. And really, it's just your thinking. There are two main types of thoughts that stress you out and make your client interactions feel difficult. The first category of thinking is that you think that the client or their behavior or what they say or what they believe should be different. The second category are the thoughts that you have about yourself and what will happen to you if the client is unhappy, which is just a type of catastrophizing. So let's talk about these. The first category of thinking is that the client, their actions, their words, their beliefs should be different. You are resisting the way that the client is. You wish they would behave differently. Their behavior stresses you out. The truth is, however, that when you are feeling stressed about another person, it is because you are actually resisting the way that they really are. You'll know that you're in this category if you find yourself feeling angry or frustrated or resentful about their behavior. This is a signal that the kind of thought you are thinking is telling you that the way they are acting or what they believe is a problem and that they should change. You're thinking that they shouldn't be this way. They shouldn't be the way that they are. And we may use many different socially acceptable words to describe this. You may say that they are being rude. You may think they are being insensitive or that they don't care. You may say they are unreasonable. You may think their expectations are crazy. You may think they're being unfair. It's all these thoughts about how you think a client should behave. And when they're not behaving the way that you think they should, you get angry because you believe they need to change. What's really happening on a basic level is you are having an interpersonal conflict. When you are having an interpersonal conflict with someone, a great coaching tool to learn and what I love to teach my clients about is a concept called the manual. This is the idea that we all have these unwritten, unspoken manuals for how we think other people should behave. And this doesn't just apply to our clients, right? This can apply to anybody in your life. You may have a manual for how you think your friend should behave, or how your mother should talk to you, or how often your partner should buy you flowers. You may think that your boss should not text you on your days off, or that your technicians should never question your treatment plan. And the same is true for clients. You have a manual about how you think a client should behave. Your manual is probably something like, the client shouldn't question my recommendations. The client should follow my recommendations. The client should know that I am doing what I think is best for their pet. The client should know that I am a doctor and it doesn't matter my gender or race or ethnicity. The client should trust me when I recommend euthanasia. The client should believe me when I give them a prognosis. The client should not call me three times a day. The client should always be polite and respectful. Clients shouldn't yell. Clients shouldn't complain about cost. They should understand that it costs what it costs. 
Many of us have a whole list of unconscious beliefs about how we believe our clients should act. Some of them might be very specific, and some of them may be unconscious assumptions that you have about how everybody should act. So if you find yourself feeling angry or resentful or frustrated with the client, it's because you're having a thought about how you think they should behave. The thing is, we could take a whole list of people that agree that the client should behave differently, and we can show this list to the client, and the client's not going to care. They are going to behave the way that they behave, regardless of what you or anybody else thinks they should do. The client is not going to give a shit because the client has their own manual too. Their manual may say something like, I should always be able to question the cost. I expect my veterinarian to look older than me. I expect a lot more when I pay this amount of money for something. I should be able to call with questions whenever I have them. It is my right to question a diagnosis or a treatment plan. I am allowed to yell when I feel angry. Right? Who knows what is in their manual? We don't know what their manual is about you, and we don't know what their manual is for themselves. The only thing that we do know is that they are acting out of their manual and you're finding them difficult because they are not following your manual and we cannot change the client. Now, there are certain situations in your life where sometimes it does make sense to ask somebody if they will behave differently. But the key is we never put our emotional happiness on their behavior. You may want to have a conversation about expectations and boundaries and how somebody could behave differently. There's no harm in doing this with your clients or anybody in your life, but you do not want to tie your emotional state to their behavior. Wouldn't it be so much better for you if you could just stop feeling angry and frustrated and just let your client act however they're going to act? You can't control them anyway, and what is stressing you out is your belief that they shouldn't be this way in the first place. A thought experiment you can try is that you can ask yourself, if I had been told ahead of time that this client would always be part of my job and that this client would always be difficult, would I still take the job? The job description says that this is the work you love doing. You find it interesting. You enjoy the team, you work with amazing people, you get to work with animals and solve problems and help them in so many different ways, and you love it. And this particular client is always going to be a pain in your ass. Knowing this, would you still take the job? Many of us would still answer yes. We get into veterinary medicine for many different reasons, but at the heart of it is a passion and a love for what we do. The difference when you think about it this way is that you have an expectation about how the client will always act and so it won't upset you as much when they act like you know they're going to act. If you were able to think ahead of time that this is just the way this client always is and this is just a normal part of my job, then it would not be nearly as big of a problem for you as when you think that the client should act differently. The client is upset about money. Okay, so what? Nothing's gone wrong. Nothing is different from how it's supposed to be. 
this is just part of my job. Learning to work with people who express financial concerns. Maybe they don't do it in a good way. They like to yell. This client yells at me and the staff. Okay, so what? This is how they act when they're upset. Does this mean I'm going to get upset and complain about it to anyone who'll listen and replay the interaction in my head over and over and over and over until it's eating me from the inside out? Or does it mean that I'm going to use this as an opportunity to uphold my healthy boundaries and then move on without taking the drama with me? When you understand that their behavior has nothing to do with you, it helps remove you from a place of frustration, and enters you into a mindset where you feel a lot calmer. Imagine, what if you just knew that every time this client came in, they were going to yell? Just like every time that anxious, neurotic German shepherd comes in, it always barks. As soon as you walk into the exam room, it starts barking. That's what it does. You don't take it personally. You're not mad at the dog that it's barking at you. You're just like, yep, this dog needs to be on a chill protocol. If you want to be my patient, you got to be on a chill protocol. In this situation, you come up with a plan ahead of time on how to handle this dog every time it's going to visit the hospital. Just like you can come up with a plan and rehearse ahead of time on how you're going to interact with a particular client each time they come into the hospital. Notice that the only thing that is upsetting you is your belief about how the client should act. Also notice that you have no control over how they act. So instead of constantly struggling against it, why not practice thinking a thought that helps you accept them and their behavior as just being part of your job. Just the same as you accept that you will need a protocol for working with the aggressive barking German Shepherd. You can absolutely create a plan ahead of time for how you will interact with different types of clients. And what you will notice is, yeah, some of them may still be challenging for you to work with, but you'll feel much less drained and way more in control of the interaction. And you won't be filled with resentment or anger or frustration because you will be approaching the situation far more objectively. You'll also find it much easier to determine when and how to set boundaries and how to have your own back in the situation no matter what. Okay, so that was thinking pattern number one. Thinking a client is difficult because you are resisting who and how they actually are. The second category of thinking comes from the thoughts about what you think will happen to you if the client is upset. These are typically characterized by anxiety and fear. This is a form of catastrophizing and thinking about the worst case scenario. In this situation, you're typically thinking about the consequences for yourself and your career if a client is upset or angry or displeased. In this situation, you are thinking that if the client doesn't like you or thinks you are terrible or judges you for whatever reason, then something bad will happen. This can present itself in many ways, but one of the most common fears that we have is that of a board complaint. We've all heard the stories of angry, spiteful clients filing board complaints not because there was anything medically wrong or negligible that occurred, but rather because they were annoyed or upset with their veterinarian. This type of thinking could also mean 
that you're worried that they're going to complain to your boss and that your boss may take it out on you in the form of yelling at you in front of the staff or making mean underhanded comments to you or even being fired. Or maybe you're concerned that the client may post a bunch of negative reviews on Yelp or start a Facebook witch hunt. Or it could even be just thinking that the client doesn't trust you and that they're not going to think you're a good doctor. The thing that happens here is that it very quickly spirals into thinking about worst case scenarios and how you're going to lose your license and never be able to practice medicine again and be forced to leave the community and you're going to lose your job and your reputation and become homeless and nobody's going to love you anymore and you're going to die alone. Right? That's just what our brains do and this is very normal. But what is important to recognize is that this is just a type of catastrophizing. We are choosing to let our brain spin out of control and take us down a rabbit hole of worst case scenarios. You are thinking that if your client is unhappy or upset or angry for any reason at all, there will be negative consequences for you professionally and maybe personally. And yeah, sometimes there may be, but the majority of the time we are almost always exaggerating. Clients are displeased or unhappy or upset or angry for many different reasons. Clients always want to believe that they're right, and they want things to be done the way that they think it should be done. And they always think that they're paying a lot of money no matter what the actual cost is. Five bucks, five hundred, five thousand, they always think it's a lot of money. They also always want immediate guaranteed results, and they get upset when that's not the reality. But the truth is, just because things don't go the way they expected, and it doesn't cost what they want it to cost, and it's not as easy or as quick to fix as they were hoping, or maybe you don't look like what they think a veterinarian should look like, whatever, it does not automatically mean that it is going to be a disaster. Now, I do want to make clear that I am in no way condoning poor behavior, especially when it comes down to blatant sexism or racism or intolerance. But what I am saying is it doesn't have to become a bigger problem than it already is. Once again, this comes down to healthy boundaries and having open discussions with your team about what you will or won't tolerate and having a plan ahead of time for how you will respond. So even if a client does complain to you or your hospital manager, or if they post a negative review on Yelp, or they complain that the wait was too long... The only real problem that you have in any of these scenarios is that you are going to have a thought that what they think means something about you or your ability or your future career. And the thing is, these are totally optional interpretations. Say a client does complain to your medical director that they did not like something that you did, or you took too long to get back to them about the blood work, or the outcome of a case wasn't what you had hoped for. And your medical director follows up with you and says, hey, listen, it would be great if we could get blood work results back to clients within 48 hours. Or hey, next time a situation like this comes up, here's a suggestion for how you can interact with this client. Or in this case, I may have taken these steps instead or approached the surgery in this manner. Let's talk about why you did it this way and what we can do in the future. None of these scenarios is necessarily a problem. The only problem is what you're going to make it mean. 
objectively, it is not a big deal if your boss says to you, let's keep an eye out for lab work and call it back within 48 hours. Let's talk about ways for you to be more efficient. Let's review some cases together so that we can both be on the same page about how we present treatment options and estimates. These type of things only become a problem when you think thoughts about them that mean you are not a good doctor or that you're never going to succeed or that your boss must hate you or that you're so stupid for missing that differential. And then you blame the client for being difficult and causing this problem for you in the first place. Now, this is all normal. This is what our brains do. These are all thoughts that so many of us have on a daily basis. If one of our clients expresses any type of disapproval, we automatically jump to exaggerated thoughts about ourselves. The truth is, having a client-focused business means that clients will sometimes be unhappy. We cannot make people happy. And nobody is happy all the time. Life is 50-50, remember? Now, this doesn't mean that you should not strive to minimize unpleasant interactions with your clients, right? But... This is just another part of the job. Yes, we became veterinarians to help animals. And we are working in a client-facing business. I see so many vets in Facebook groups posting about how they want to quit veterinary medicine and just become a Starbucks barista. And I'm here thinking like, you're crazy. You want to get between someone and their coffee in the middle of morning rush hour and not think that you're going to have to deal with as much stress as you do with a client in the exam room? You are insane. The truth is, we will always have displeased or unhappy clients. But the fact that a client is unhappy does not automatically mean they are difficult and that it's going to lead to a major situation where you lose your license and you get fired and you can't pay the mortgage and you end up living under a bridge and you die alone. It is only your own thinking about these hypothetical events that cause your stress and anxiety. Most of the time, it's not even that you're worried about what your boss may say or whether they may be upset with you or that you may have to do something a little differently. Most of the time, the problem is that you are making it mean that you are not a good doctor, and therefore you cannot be successful. Or you're making it mean that the client doesn't think you're a good doctor, and therefore you cannot be successful. These are the thoughts that cause you fear and anxiety. Think about it this way. If you believe that this was just part of your job and that working in a client-facing business means that sometimes you will face clients who are not happy, then you wouldn't be as stressed about it. If you knew that like 20% of clients would be upset at you for something and it doesn't mean anything about you as a doctor and it doesn't mean anything about your future, you just know that 20% of the time it's going to happen, then you would be in a much better place to handle it when it does. If you knew ahead of time that the client was just going to be upset with you, no matter what, then you wouldn't be as upset because your expectations would be different. An unhappy client doesn't mean anything about you as a doctor, and it's not a problem. It happens to all of us. And if you truly believed this, then you wouldn't waste time torturing yourself going down the rabbit hole of all of these catastrophizing events. Remind yourself that Clients occasionally get upset with everyone and anyone. They're just human. We have all had clients who have been upset with us. And yet, here we are, 
still practicing veterinary medicine, not alone, under a bridge. And yeah, board complaints can be scary. And it does not mean that just because a client is upset with you that you will lose your license. The thing is, when you catastrophize, it feels terrible to you. You are the one creating your own feeling of anxiety and fear and unworthiness. And on top of that, we know that when we show up from a place of fear or anxiety, we actually increase the likelihood of making a mistake or not showing up as the doctor that we want to be and practicing medicine in the way that we want to. What you need to do is practice changing your thoughts about what will happen if you make a mistake or if a client is upset. If you can stop yourself from focusing on the worst case scenario, then you will actually put yourself in a situation where you are less likely to make mistakes. This is one of the many reasons why coaching is such an important tool for any medical professional. Changing your thinking is not only a good practice so that you can feel better, but it also improves your actual skills. It makes you a better veterinarian. The other thing to keep in mind is that when you think something should be different or that any mistake will lead to a worst case outcome, it actually makes you really defensive. If you are afraid that making a mistake or upsetting a client means the end of your career, then you will be really resistant to anyone who tells you that you did make a mistake or offers you feedback that could actually be useful. There will be times where you can benefit from constructive feedback. None of us are perfect. We all need continued training and feedback. But when you believe that any potential mistake you make means that you are going to lose your license and your career and your life, then you won't be able to hear or use the feedback. Instead, it's all going to sound like terrible criticism. Feedback will feel dangerous to you and you will resist it and you will not be able to use it to grow. If you find yourself in this category, a helpful way of thinking and what I like to practice and what I like to teach my clients is to think of another doctor that you admire and ask yourself, have they ever made mistakes? The answer is, duh, of course they have. And do you think that they are a shitty person because of it? No. Well, why would you put that same pressure on yourself then? What you want to do is bring to your mind thoughts about people who you care about and who you admire and you know of being good doctors and making mistakes and working through it and still surviving and doing an awesome job. That is how you start bringing more clarity and positivity into your thinking rather than automatically just jumping into a worst case scenario. Your brain wants to jump into the worst case scenario so when you notice yourself doing this, stop and remind yourself, hey brain, that's cool. And look at all of these examples of other people who we admire and who have been through very similar things and are still doing just fine. When you're able to change your mindset, you're able to change your life. Life coaching is life changing. So what if a client is difficult. It means nothing about you. And in the case where there is a mistake on your end, it just means an opportunity to learn. It does not mean that you are a bad doctor or that there is anything wrong with you. Wouldn't it feel so good 
to truly believe that? Wouldn't it be amazing to know on a deep and loving level that however the client behaves has no meaning about you? A difficult client does not automatically mean disaster. This type of thinking is what helps you to bring peace of mind to your practice and to your daily life and actually helps you build resilience and improves your skills as a veterinarian. Okay, my friends, so that is dealing with difficult clients. I hope you found this helpful and insightful, and I would love to hear your feedback about this. Hit me up via email, vetcoach at daringdvm.com, that's V-E-T for veterinarian, vetcoach at daringdvm, or come find me on Instagram at daringdvm. And if something resonated with you in this episode, or you know someone who would benefit from hearing this, please share it with a friend. Let's spread the love in helping others to become more mentally resilient and empowered doctors. I love who you are, and even more than that, I love who you are becoming. Dare to dream. If you love what you're learning in this podcast, you have to come coach with me in my Daring DVM coaching program. It's where you get individual help applying these concepts to your own life. This is where we address your challenges, crush your goals, and create your dream life. It's where I help other veterinarians who are struggling, just like I once was, to create and cultivate their dream life too. Helping you is my favorite thing to do and it will change your life. I guarantee it. Come coach with me at www.daringdvm.com forward slash coaching. That's daringdvm.com forward slash coaching. I cannot wait to meet you. Dare to dream.